Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Hey there, I'm Joel, and I got with me Mike, getting together to talk about the goodness of God, the gospel, and uh, God's grace, and all that jazz. Um, <laughs> you mean all that jazz? You know, I was about, listening. What about rock and roll or country music? <laughs> I was listening to a, I was listening to a local DJ today on a uh, a station that you're probably familiar with, Mike. That uh, they they play a lot of uh, '70s and '80s music around here. And the guy who's the DJ, he's been doing this for years and years and years. And every once in a while, he gets into that just he gets into that '70s type of DJ thing. Like, hey, that was the Ramones, you know, you know, and. You just—it's just still there in him, just that you know that style of DJing from the old, and so I don't know all that jazz. All I don't know. I don't know why that came out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I have spent quite a few years in radio, and and back in that era, especially the '70s, I guess maybe even before that, the the DJs uh, would talk a lot faster and and uh, just have a whole cool. different personality sometimes. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm familiar with 70s and 80s music because my grandfather used to listen to it. <laughs> Your grandfather. <right. laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, the, uh, I don't know. Uh, we can talk fast. We can talk slow. We can try to be cool, but I don't think we'd fool anybody here. Uh, it's just you and me, Mike, and whoever's listening, just sitting back, relaxing, and and uh, putting up with us for about 15 minutes here. Talking about the gospel today, Mike. Yes, uh, the gospel specifically speaking. You know, Joel, uh, years ago when I was first introduced to uh, Grace Walk type teaching, uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, be attending a church where the pastor had also just come into uh, a a greater understanding of, of what grace really is and what the gospel really is. And we were on a, I think it was a Wednesday night, and so it was pretty informal. Not a lot of people there compared to a Sunday. But he, he stopped and, and asked the question, and, and he asked for some answers, and he said there were no wrong answers. He just wanted to know what came to our mind when he asked the question, what is the gospel? What is the gospel to you? That was the question. And I sat there and I thought, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. Never thought of that. And I'm scratching my head <laughs> thinking, you know, I, I automatically think of Jesus or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, but then, I, you know, I, I started thinking about it. And I, I wasn't really sure what my answer was. It's something as simple as the question, what is the gospel? And there were some different answers. And uh, I'm, I'm not even sure that I ever came to a conclusion before that night as to um, you know, when, when, I was, when I was confronted with that question. Yeah, what is the gospel? Because all kinds of things, like you say, can come to your mind. Like you're talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's known as the Gospels. And you, there's a style of music called gospel music. And good news, I mean, that when, when I hear the word gospel, I think good news. And I think, I think all of these answers, you know, that people might think of when, when you hear what is the gospel, they're all legitimate. They all have something to do with, you know, the word gospel. But we're going to kind of get into what the Bible says specifically about the gospel. And, and it's something that perhaps people miss. The, a, a verse that we're going to look at today, Mike, something that you and I, and I'm sure we've talked about this plenty of times on our show. We're going to get, I guess, more specific into this. Looking at Romans 1, you know, 6, 16 and 17. I know that Romans 1, 16 
is something that a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. A lot of times you hear that verse, Romans 1.16, and you stop right there. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And people build doctrines around, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And, and you, you don't even stop to think about, well, what is the gospel? What What is that? And uh, I guess what we're trying to get into here is the next verse uh, kind of talks about something that the gospel reveals. Uh, something is revealed in the gospel that, I don't know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes if you just, if you don't get yourself a definition of what the gospel is, you could go around saying, I'm not ashamed of going to church. I'm not ashamed of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm not ashamed of this, that, or anything else. And he could miss what, what the Bible actually says about what the gospel is. Well, when I was a youngster, Joel, I used to have uh, scripture memory cards. Nothing wrong with that. And I, I would try and memorize those scripture memory cards. Sometimes I think I even carried them with me, or I would work on them throughout the day. And one of those cards was uh, Romans uh, 1, verse 16, the verse you just mentioned. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that was really the, the thing that I remembered most about it was that part of the verse. But as you said, and, and, and as we've talked about before, you know, the Bible wasn't written in verses. And if you'll look carefully at, at many of Paul's writings, and the book of Romans is a great example of that, sometimes Paul may take chapters to try and make a point. And, and sometimes we dice up these scriptures and turn them into doctrines out of context, out of the context in which Paul intended them. And verse 17, which follows Romans 1.16, which says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Verse 17, Joel, is really a, a cornerstone scripture when it comes to understanding what the gospel really is. And that is um, uh, Romans uh, 1.16 and 17. That they, they do go together, but Romans uh, 1.17 tells us that for in it, for in the gospel... The righteousness of God is revealed. And it's not our, again, it's not our righteousness, but it's the righteousness of God. And then Paul goes on to explain what he's talking about. But that's really what the gospel is in a, in a, in a sentence. It's a revelation or a revealing of righteousness, God's righteousness. Yeah, it's a revealing of, and again, I love that you stress that, that it's God's righteousness, not our own righteousness. You know, because in verse... 16 it says you know i'm not ashamed of the gospel it's the power of god to salvation for everyone who believes and we can give that a whole lot of lip service uh it's the power of god but then when we get people saved it's it's or when we talk about getting you know talk to people about getting saved we we add all of this other stuff to it you know we say it's the power of god but we add kind of our own righteousness to it it's it's like we it's like we get that we're saved by grace, but yet we just seem to add our own works to it, our own righteousness. You get saved, and you got to start doing all these things. There's a list of things that you're supposed to do now that you're a Christian. Well, here it says that what's revealed in the gospel, what the power of God really is, is that it's his righteousness. It has nothing to do with our own attempts. It has nothing to do with our own righteousness. It's all about God, and it's all about His righteousness. It's all a gift. 
It's nothing that we could ever earn. And, and I, I just think we give that so much lip service in, in, in the Christian world today. But we need to pay attention to this. Uh, the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. That's a powerful, powerful thing, so much more powerful than our own righteousness. Well, and in today's age, Joel, something we've discussed, you and I have discussed, is what did Paul mean when he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, compared to today, uh, in the age that we're in, when we say we're not ashamed of the gospel, we probably have a... a uh, well, our, our our reason for saying that might be entirely different than what mm. Paul's was, right? Yeah. I know that when I used to say that, my whole thing uh, in, in my early Christian walk was, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of standing up for what is right. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to do what's right when everyone else around me is doing what's wrong. And that was, in essence, it was my own righteousness that I was talking about. I was, I was not ashamed of me doing all the right things for God and, and talking about it and sharing it with other people. And really, it was my own glory, it was my own good deeds, it was my own work that I was talking about. And, and if you want to get down to it, I wasn't really talking about the gospel. I wasn't talking about the good news. I was talking about, and we might get into this a little bit, I was talking really about the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation, which is the law, which is my own attempts at righteousness. I wasn't ashamed to show the world that I was living right now. And, and I totally, totally missed what the gospel was all about. Mm. Well, as we move along in the book of Romans, uh, the word righteousness appears quite a few times, depending on your translation. It might be an average of almost several dozen times in the book of Romans. So uh, Paul's first book, at least chronologically in the Bible, uh, the book of Romans, really does lay the case out for this revelation of righteousness that we're talking about. And... Um, I think uh, some other things to, to think about here, Joel, as we move along with this. There's a big difference between God's righteousness that we've been talking about and us trying to establish our own righteousness, uh, often referred to as, as self-righteousness. Because like you were saying, sometimes we're, we're not ashamed of the gospel because we, we want to stand up for what's right and not for what's wrong. But Paul, in, in, in his... Uh, in, in, in quoting him from Romans 1.16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. you got to remember the Jews and, and the law and the commandments and, and what was handed down to them through Moses. This was, this was a very proud heritage for them, wasn't it? Yeah. This is something they based their whole life upon. And, and, and the Apostle Paul, who wrote this, I mean, he, was, he considered himself, you know, if you look at the at his letter that he wrote to the Philippians. He considered himself the best of the best of the best when it came to his own righteousness, when it came to keeping the law. And so what we, when, when Paul says, I'm, I'm not ashamed, this is, uh, this is such a different perspective than what you and I would say, I'm not ashamed of, of the Scripture, I'm not ashamed of what Jesus did for me. I mean, <laughs> I've even heard it said, you know, sometimes at, at, at altar calls where people are being invited to, to ask Christ into their life, they'll ask them to come forward and not to be ashamed because mm -hmm. Jesus wasn't ashamed of them when he hung on the cross. Mm -hmm. Just a whole different perspective than where Paul was coming from here when it came to uh, his, uh, well, if I can use the phrase, his legalistic background, his, his in entrenchment in the law. That, that he uh, really, I mean, he himself really being a Pharisee. 
Yeah, and, and you know, to really get into modern culture, you even got emails going around today. If you're not ashamed of Jesus, forward this to 50 of your friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, I'm not ashamed of Jesus, I better hit that forward button. But, yeah, it's you're right, because Paul's whole life was staked upon his righteousness in the law. And in, in that book, in that uh, letter that he wrote to the Philippians, he says, you know what? Here's what it comes down to with my life in Christ. You know, as we uh, as we wrap things up here today with about a minute left to go, we got, um, you know, Paul talking about this is what I put my stake in before. I put my stake in my righteousness that I had attained through the keeping of the law. Now, I count that as dung. I count that as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, Paul says, not having my own righteousness, which is by the law, but having God's righteousness, which I can only receive by faith. And so you're right, Mike, when he talks about not being ashamed of the gospel of Christ, he's talking, he's talking, he's, he's turning things around, or at least we turn things around today, unfortunately, uh, because we think that Paul's talking about, I'm not ashamed of all the good things I've done. Paul is saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it has nothing to do with my own righteousness. It's, it's God's righteousness. Well, there's a lot of great stuff to get into, Joel, and hopefully we can uh, dig a little bit deeper uh, next week. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into some more of it. And uh, I'm Joel, along with Mike. If you want to get a hold of us, you can log on to gracefruits.org. We'd love to hear from you. Mike and I get together just to talk about God's goodness and grace, and it's always great to, to hear back from people who are listening out there. Thanks a lot. We'll be back again with you next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.